What's up, everybody? This is Gratitude Unfiltered, and I'm your host, Joshua T. Berglund. What's going on? Hope you guys are doing well tonight. And uh, again, we are live right now on the Live Mono Worldwide Network, broadcast all over the world. You can pretty much watch from any of your favorite devices, but if you're wanting to find us on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire, to watch on the big screen, uh, just download the E360 TV app. Uh, we're very much involved with them, even though we've got our own network what we've done basically we've white labeled the technology allowing us to be able to broadcast and build out our own network but very very blessed to be a part of the e360 family uh the network's growing the technology is advancing we have so many fun amazing things coming up uh with the network and uh you know so it's just i'm blessed to be a part of it even though we are doing our own thing through lip mono worldwide uh, and adding new shows turned on uh, has been amazing. Word of God Church is there. We're adding Breaking Bread. We've got a couple of ministries in uh, different languages. Like God has been so good and so blessed um, just to have this opportunity. And of course, get to, getting to do Gratitude Unfiltered is also awesome. I want to give a shout out really quick to our sponsors. As you guys saw scrolling below the screen earlier, I am Conchita Cosmetics. Uh, home of the lash app and curl. So if you love to wear fake lashes but have a hard time putting them on, uh, check out the lash app and curl because you can apply lashes in five seconds or less. That is including applying the adhesive. And the second thing, uh, Live Mana Utoya, which is our CBD brand. Uh, Jessica and I uh, started a CBD company. We're under the Utoya brand and absolutely love it. Um, I <laughs> The beard oil is actually my favorite, one of my favorite products, that and the uh, Brain Boost, and then the new Delta 8. But I shaved my beard today. So I was looking like I was 95 years old with my white gray beard. And, uh, you know, as much as I love the beard oil and actually use it as a, uh, it smells good too, like very natural, but it smells good. I shaved my beard today. So anyway, go to livemonautoya.com. Everything you buy there uh, goes to help support our mission with the Live Mono Worldwide Network. Um, of course, you can check us out at livemonoworldwide.org. Uh, if you'd like to support uh, what we're doing, broadcasting, we're helping build ministries, provide equipment uh, for ministries from all over the world. People get equipped with microphones, cameras, the technology allowing them to broadcast out to the rest of the world, uh, marketing. We're offering a lot of different services. We work off donation only. And uh, you know we don't charge for our services, but your support allows us to continue to support these other ministries around the world and help develop new ministries, new talk shows, and so on. Um, really, really blessed just to have the opportunity to serve like this. And um, you know God has been very, very good, but your support is what's helping us make a difference. So thank you. So <laughs> tonight we're going to talk about catfish. I don't know how many of you know what catfishing is, but catfishing, um, you know, I'm sure you've heard of. There was a famous football player, his last name's Tao, had a relationship that was online with uh, a woman who he never met in person, but fell in love and, you know, all kinds. It was a crazy story, but he was, uh, he now plays in the NFL. Happened to him. Um, and then, of course, there's the TV show Catfished. And, um, I've always joked that I've been catfished a few different times in my life, and one of them was more comical, and I'm gonna talk about that. But then the most recent, and like when I say most recent, I mean as in almost in real time, um, I was catfished. And actually, a lot of you know who it is um, because you've seen her appear on the show. Not in person, but you've seen her pop up. You've interacted with her. You've talked to her, but maybe it's happening to you too. And uh, maybe you're one of those people that are, you know, are being catfished. And so I, last night, Jessica um, brought it up and I've been trying to ignore it because it's been pretty humiliating, but, uh, and it's been sobering to say the least, but Jessica brought it up and I thought, well, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to talk about it. Why not? because it could be happening to someone else. I mean, she's been furious. Like my family is furious. Um, and when you hear about it, I think you'll be furious too. But 
the reason I want to talk about it is that, well, frankly, um, I'm, I'm really concerned that it's going to happen to someone else. So first things first. So back in the day, <laughs> so when chat rooms first came out, and I've used chat rooms for a lot of sinister things in my day. Um, you know what? Hold on. Let me back up. Heavenly Father, I know this is not really a, a sermon. I'm not giving a word necessarily today. But Holy Spirit, just speak through me. Use this how you want to use it um this is not planned just there's just flow through me and like if there's a word in this give it to me um this needs to be spoken about and i just ask that you bless this message and you bless everybody that's watching right now So when chat rooms first came out, um, I believe it was AOL dial-up internet. You guys remember that the dial-up? That was at the emergency broadcasting network one. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So I don't even remember what chat room it was, but I remember chatting up somebody. And I would stay up till three, four o'clock in the morning talking. It'd be a school night. And, you know, I'm talking to this person and I'm completely digital, digital, digitally enamored by this person. Like I'm in love, which, you know, has happened a few different times in my life. Um, but this time it was all digital. We talked and talked and talked. And, and again, I'm in high school when this is going on. And um, but we were talking and, and like I got to this place after months of doing this that I'm I'm now looking at colleges in New York. I'm moving to New York. And you know, the pictures I saw online, and I believed every bit of it was real. And I was planning a trip to New York. And um I remember the day, like it was this, I was like convinced I'm at, like I'm leaving the next week to go to New York to meet this woman. And I get a mail, and it's a little envelope. It's the, um, not this, Brinley drew me a picture today. Thank you, Bryn. And, um, but it's like half of this, those little yellow envelopes that are about, you know, the half size of this. And uh, I get it, paper folded up, and there's, I open it up and start reading this letter. And basically, this letter is saying, hey, I, I want you to know that. I really care about you. I really like you. I've really enjoyed getting to know you, but um, I figured that you should know what I really look like. And I don't want to, um, I don't want to like talk bad about how someone looked. I will just say that it wasn't the person I saw in the pictures. Needless to say, I was heartbroken. Even my narcissistic self was heartbroken at that time. And maybe it was an ego bruise or whatever. And of course, you know, I've been victim of bait and switch and things like that. But that was my own fault. And we won't go into that right now. But now I want to talk about something that um, is more personal. And it's a little bit um, disturbing, to say the least. And this is why I'm going to talk about it. And I don't even know what good will come out of it. I don't know if this is going to be interesting. I don't know if it's going to be entertaining. I don't know. But I want to get into it because I'm really worried that um, I, I can, I've seen, and I've recently blocked her, but I've seen some of the other people that are being supported by her, quote unquote, supported. And I'm worried that this is happening to them too. And I've seen a lot of you that watch Gratitude Unfiltered interact with this individual. And um, I'm not going to say who it is. Maybe I will at the very end. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know if I can get in trouble for it. I have no idea. I don't even know if the person's real. <laughs> but anyway, long story short, um, 
you know, I left Los Angeles a year ago, uh, July 1st, got, got back, got to Oklahoma July 3rd. And, you know, going back to Oklahoma was a rough thing for me. I didn't want to go back, but I knew I went back and I went back on a mission. Uh, very fortunate at that time, um, you know, I went through this ministry training, it didn't work out. Then I ended up at Word of God Church. And it was at Word of God Church where everything in my life started to change. Um, you know, I'd been walking with the Lord for about five years and I'd been getting stronger and stronger. And then this coming back to Oklahoma to heal, to rest, um, to get back on my feet, you know, it, 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 there were several reasons why, but healing was the epicenter of it, I thought, or the root of why I was coming back. And I started going to Word of God Church and started broadcasting Gratitude Unfiltered there on the weekends. I was learning through my teachings there with the pastor, like I was learning about obedience for the first time really in my life, or maybe it was that I had the ears to hear the importance of obedience. You know, before we always think about, well, just doing right or wrong, or, you know, I'm not Christian enough, or I'm living a life of sin, like whatever. Like, but I never really put any actual energy into understanding why you're obedient, why I should be obedient, the significance of it, and what being obedient does for you. It unlocks the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, you play in a supernatural world the kingdom of heaven is basically bringing heaven to earth. So imagine, if you will, reaching above, grabbing the <laughs> clouds and pulling down heaven. That's kind of why I like to think of bringing the kingdom of heaven, even though the kingdom of heaven is within you. It's a visual. But as I was learning about this and got really, really like obsessed with obedience, obeying the call, that, that feeling when the Holy Spirit prompts you like to make a move, to not make a move, to walk away from a relationship and so on. Also obedience, you learn about discernment. So here it is, I'm all in on obedience, still in. <clears throat> and one day, and I notice, like everyone that watches the show, like I notice when someone new is there, I notice when someone that's always there is not there. It's kind of like when you're part of a church family, you know, you recognize when somebody's not at church or a function, like if you were in a program like AA or NA, you recognize when someone's not there when they're usually there. Or if it's a newcomer, you recognize them. So I recognized this person was new. I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I keep doing the show and, you know, and I notice that they're watching every time. Um, and then I start getting messages from this person talking to me about Dr. Miles Monroe, talking to me about obedience, basically going over my show with me, telling me like, this is good, you know, really feeding me like, this is awesome. But at first, initially, I thought this person was kind of being flirty. I get a lot of random messages from people, from men and women, where they're being kind of flirty or passive aggressive flirting and you know, it, it, it is what it is. Like, I just kind of like, I don't really think much about it. Um, but at first it started off as flirting, but I had my arm, you know, I had my guard up and it wasn't really into this person like that. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, well, thank you. And being friendly. Next thing I know on YouTube and no one watches gratitude unfiltered on YouTube. I, I it, it's embarrassing that no one watches it yet on the live Mono worldwide network, the podcast and, and Facebook. And, you know, we get a lot of people watching, but not on YouTube. I'm not, I, <laughs> it's an ego bruise for me to say the least, but every single episode that I've ever done all of a sudden is being watched and viewed and commented on and so on. I'm like, wow, this is pretty impressive. I'm like, what is going on? Like no one just sits there and watches every single episode. And I was pretty like, oh, this is awesome. This is great. So one day she asked if she can talk to me. I'm like, yeah, sure, we'll talk. And we talk on the phone and being very 
mysterious, but just very like, you know, you got a real gift and, you know, God wants to use you and start speaking prophetically to me. And that's a way I'll, I'll just be very um, transparent here. Prophetic when I, I'm pretty, I've been getting prophetic messages have pulled me out of the gutter. And I don't know if you can relate to this. And when somebody gives you a word and it like hits you right in the spirit and you're like, yeah, that came from God or, or, or you get one and it's like, <laughs> okay, what? A, yeah, keep drinking. Or, or you get one and it's like, okay, well that's, you could just anyone, that's a blanket prophecy. Like anyone could say that that's not real specific. That's broad. I mean, like, come on, like, how are you calling yourself a prophet and you're giving me something I could get off of a, of a, out of a fortune cookie? Like, that ain't prophecy. So I get so annoyed when people call themselves prophetess or prophet. <laughs> like, everybody has a bit of a prophetic gift. So, like, giving yourself that title, I don't really like it. I don't like it at all. And, but here's the thing. Like, I think people know when somebody, the word they're getting is, is, is right or not. The word that I'm getting from this woman is insanely powerful. It's, it's right in line with every single thing that I've been told that has been accurate. You know, sometimes when we were called to step out in faith and the Holy Spirit's tugging on us and, and pulling on us to, to go do something or to take a risk or take a leap of faith, take a bold step forward or to say no to something and go the other way when it feels like this is the easy way, but the Holy Spirit's saying go that way. And you, you do that. Everything she was saying was spot on. And like a lot of the risk that I was like some of these leaps of faith and like just in this trust or the full surrender, it was all coming. Like everything was on point to what had been going on. And, but then also being really flirty. I was like, okay, it's fine. And I, I wasn't giving in to the advances of her flirting. Cause again, I just wasn't into it. Like I can't fake being turned on by somebody. But if I am, if I'm into it, then all of a sudden it's like the perv switch kicks in and then I'm like having to fight another demon of going like, hey, wait, calm down. Pouring water on my head just to cool down, like calm down or down my pants. Anyway, maybe that wasn't appropriate. Anyway, the point. so I'm getting these messages. She's flirty, not giving in. And then she says, you know, I've been praying to God. Then we talk, started talking like more often. She's like, I, I asked God what my role in your life was to be. And he showed me that I was to write the check for you. Like she said it very casually. And I'd been believing God for big things, going back to California, the Morgan camera shop on Sunset Boulevard in Los Angeles, um, paying my mom back, my mom and Robbie back. Um, and also believing big things for this ministry. Like I wrote a check and gave it to my ministry, Word of God Church, because I was believing that God was going to provide a, and still am believing that God was going to provide a financial breakthrough that was going to allow me to equip that church with everything they needed to be able to broadcast. And then for my brother's keeper, and everything on. So like I had some big, big beliefs and I've always been, not always, but for several years, I've been believing God for really big things. So she says that and I hear it, but I don't really go, I don't latch onto it. I don't say like, I, there was no expectations. I just kind of like, okay, whatever. I don't even know who this person is. And she said, and she made, and then we talked like the next day. She brings this up again. She goes, if it was the old days, I would just give you the check now. I'm like, okay. Don't still not paying attention to it. Don't don't give it anything, but we're just like talking, asking me more about the show. And you know, she keeps like pumping life into me with these words of prophecy. I'm like, okay. She knew about 
you know, wanting to go back to California. She knew about the Morgan camera shop. She knew about it all because I'd talked about it on Gratitude Unfiltered. So about a month and a half into talking, and this went on up until a week and a half ago, just to clear you, just to be clear. So this has gone on for half a year at least. But a month and a half into the conversations, she started talking about asking me questions about what I wanted and you know where I wanted to go. And then as she started saying, have you talked to a realtor yet about your place in San Diego where you want to go? And I was like, no, not yet. She goes, you should call a realtor and then send me the, 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 send me the, the information about the house. I'm like, okay. And then she's like, well, how much do you owe your mom? Or like, how much are you wanting to pay your mom back? And by the way, I, mom invested in um, the skincare business that where I ended up losing everything. Part of the money that was lost was money that she had invested in. So I've been wanting and prayerfully asking God for the money to be able to pay her back. And because it was money that came out of her retirement, she invested and believed in me at a time really when I should have had no one believing in me. So, and, she, and I asked that and then she goes, okay, and then how much did you write that in check? It was an in faith written check to the church and she asked me and okay. So I told her and then starting like every night she would go see yourself in your new apartment, blah, 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 and going through and then handing the check to the pastor and handing the check to your mom and like all this stuff. I'm like, okay. All right. And I didn't really think much about, I didn't really think much about it when she was like saying, Hey, will you send me a video message? And I would send these video messages and I, I was kind of annoyed by it. Like she, why she wanted a video message. I'd never sent a video message of her, but like I believed with everything in me that there was a reason for it. And I'd asked her, you know, at some point, I was like, what is it your, what is your role here? She's like, I'm from the, like, basically was saying I'm from the bank of God. I'm a financier for the kingdom. And most of my messages at that time were kingdom principles, talking about kingdom life, uh, talking about, again, bringing heaven to earth, living in the supernatural. Those are a lot of my series. If you look back over six months when I was doing Gratitude Unfiltered AM, the morning version of the show, it was all kingdom related. So like I'm in that train of thought of going, okay, the supernatural gets to happen. Like I've seen God, like money appear out of nowhere. I've seen blessings happen out of nowhere. So like I'm going, thank of God, okay, this is real. I know there's people that finance evil in the world. Like you think of human trafficking, extortion uh you think about like what happens in hollywood like there's evil financers there's there's the finances are evil i'd like to call it and um so i'm believing like well if there's that then there's got to be the bank of god too and evidently there is they're called something but i don't know what it is so i'm thinking this is her she told me that she came from the world of the Illuminati, Illuminati and dark arts. And that's what her first husband was in and how she got associated with it. And her children were children out of that world. So she understood, you know, the, 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 the ways of the evil world, but she had turned from that and Jesus had turned her around and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So I, I'm already, I'm like, she's got me because I have a bold faith. Like I believe God for supernatural. I mean, if you look about how the the gratitude unfiltered, you know, everything that's happened with gratitude unfiltered, all supernatural, all supernatural TV network, getting this network supernatural. I didn't like the way it happened. Supernatural. It was all God. Like I'm operating in a place where it's like, I just know God's going to show up (laughs) and just, I don't have any doubts. I mean, sometimes I do, but they don't last long because God always shows up. God always provides. And I've been living, I've had a job in five years. Can't get a job. Like I apply, I've applied for jobs, can't get one. But God provides. 
I can live my life in service to other people. So I'm thinking, well, and my brain is saying, well, you've been serving for all of this time. So like, this is what's going to happen. Like God's just going to bless you with this stuff. I'm like, okay. But I'm believing it. So all of a sudden it goes from like, now there's dates being given to me. Like, okay, for this, like this is, this is going to happen. She asked for my bank account information because she was going to send some deposits to me to help start financing what, you know, getting the Morgan camera shop starts telling me that she's, you know, going to be funding this and funding that. And, you know, she's going to pay that, 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 that check. I wrote, um, um, how much was the check? $1.5 million. I think it was, or was it a million dollars? Anyway, I wrote it out, gave it to the pastor, gave it to him in December, by the way, still has a check and still has a cash it. So that check, I wrote a check out that I was paying my parents back with. And, um, she said she was going to pay it. She asked for my bank account information. I gave her my bank account information. Yeah. Both bank accounts gave her the information. She said, okay, I'm wiring money. You'll have it. First time, the money didn't show up. And she had some kind of excuse. And I'm like, ah. And then I told her off. I told her to go fly a kite. I was like, why would you lie about that? Like, I'm not that stupid. It doesn't take that long to transfer money. She said, well, there's something that happened. It was weird on my bank side or my bank, you know, but, but it, it's coming. Two weeks later, these small deposits showed up that came from her. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess maybe she is real. So more test, more talking to me, kind of like, and now at this point, like, I think she is a handler for me. I think that she is, you know, like the, the bank of God, she's handling me and like, I'm, I'm roped in. Now introduce Jessica into my life. So meet Jessica, Jessica and I start to become friends. And then again, all digitally through Facebook, but we're FaceTime chatting at least. So like, I know Jessica's real, but, and then Jessica and I start working together and like, I'm telling her everything that's being said from this person, everything. And, you know, and she's like, okay, that's interesting. And she's like, but it's, it, it's kind of foreign to her. And like, what I know now is she said a bad feeling about it the whole time. I'm telling my parents about it. Like, yeah, I'm going to pay you back and I'm going to California. And every single night before I go to bed, she's like, I'll meet you at this place, blah, blah, blah. And she would start to kind of like tease me. Like it's going to happen next week. You're moving to San Diego. There's an actual episode I did where I played Motley Crue's uh, Home Sweet Home to start the show. And I'm crying because she's got me believing that I'm literally going to California by private travel. Like an, a private plane is picking me up and taking me to San Diego. I think I'm going to San Diego. I didn't go to San Diego. In fact, I was telling people before Valentine's Day, I'm going to San Diego. Didn't happen. Not even close. The other deposits that she said that she sent never showed up. It got to the point that she started actually calling the church, my church, talking to my pastor, talking to the pastor's wife, and telling them that she's sending money to them. And this is now when COVID's hit, things are going crazy in the world. My church is in need of money. No money, none, nothing was ever sent. She would call, it was, should either have excuses, but then she would watch the show. There was nights that I, she would say, I'm like, I'm, you know, taking the night off and she would message and go, please do the show for me. My birthday, May 20th actually was one of the times I was going to, I needed to take a night off and she convinced me. She had told me 
that your birthday, like um, months before, she goes, your birthday is going to be the most memorable birthday of your life. You, you, and then she, you know, was promising that she was sending this stuff. I don't know what stuff, but she's like, please do a show. I did. Nothing happened. I mean, my birthday was great, you know, but like nothing extraordinary happened except that I got to hang out with Jessica and my friend Rayanne. But these little messages would come through and then she would try to like interfere in the relationship with Jessica and she would plan all of these thoughts in my head. And I'm like, I, she, I started to trust her. And like, even though I got mad because things weren't showing up, like I always had this hope that I was hanging on to, you know, like she knew the word of God, she knew kingdom, she knew the principles and like, she knew how to talk. And like during the shows, like you guys, if you, if you know who I'm talking about, you know the wisdom that was dropped. It's like this person knows what she's doing. And again, I'm so convinced that this is real. A couple times that, you know, she'd made these promises like this specific date, something was going to happen and nothing would happen. Like I would lash out because that's what I, I mean, I was mad. I would lash out. And sometimes I still lash out at people. But then she'd always handle it like, well, you don't need to apologize. It's good. I'm tough. I can handle it. Well, Jessica started like paying attention to what was going on. And then she started like trying to interact with her. She would have nothing to do with Jessica. She would talk to other people, but have nothing to do with Jessica. That was weird. And so Jessica friend requested her, they became friends. And then this person removed her from a friend. And I asked her, I was like, listen, this looks bad. Like you interact with everybody else, but you won't interact with Jessica. And if you believe in the mission and you're supposed to be funding this mission and doing all this stuff, this is bad for the brand. Like, what are you doing? This is, looks, this is tacky and stupid. And Jessica is like, ever since Jessica's come in my life, like everything's accelerated in a good way. And yet you've sat over here trying to play puppet master and you've done nothing but basically make comments that have never come true. Like I need you to show up. And then she would try to like handle it in some kind of mature way and act like, well, I'm, I'll decide who I'm friends with, which is true. Like anyone has the right to be friends with other people, but like this looked tacky. And Jessica's very much a part of my life, an important piece of my life. And honest to God, none of the great things that are happening right now, like we wouldn't be, I, I, she's like the perfect partner for me in business, life, and love. So now this person's interfering and then even trying to like kind of intermingle and make it sound like she's trying to confuse me, which can happen sometimes, whatever. So finally, I'm like, screw this. Like I, th these dates, none of this stuff is even working. Like, or not the, the dates, nothing's come through. She's never backed up any promise. She's never, not, never provided anything that she said she was gonna do. She's lied to me. And every, when I've questioned her about it, she always has some kind of excuse or ignores it or whatever. And I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. But here's, here's the thing that was troubling the most. And this is on my fault. This is my responsibility. And I'm not even blaming this person for all this stuff because it's, it was up, it was me. Like this is on me. But I, when I thought that I was going to California um, and I thought all this stuff was going to happen on these specific dates, mentally, I started winding down. Like, in other words, I, I'd said, okay, I'm done doing the show at the church. Um, I'm going to, I'm ready to phase out of the show because I thought that, you know, here it is. I'm going to go to San Diego. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take, like, again, we had a lot of in-detailed conversations about who we were going to hire the different things that we we're going to have for the show. Like we had very, very detailed, specific, laid out, planned out strategy involved. It wasn't just like, here's some money. It was a strategy that was put in place. Gone, 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 gone. Like, like none of it, none of it happened. 
And, but I just, I'd stop my momentum. I was so focused, so all in, so like, I'm, 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 I'm fearless. I'm going for it. But then I put on the brakes because I thought that I was moving. I thought these things were happening and it was going to allow me to shift gears and go into a different mode. And the irony is all the things that she was promising me that was going to happen with a check all ended up happening in some form when Jessica came in my life and it all happened with no money. That's because that's God. This person was promising the checks. So finally I'd had enough and backed off and where I just kind of let it be there. And, but it, I, I always hoped like I'd check my bank accounts every day going, did it happen yet? No, it didn't. The final straw for me was when she said that in June, you'll be gone, you'll be in California in June. She would want to know where I was at, you know, make because it made it, she always like said, yeah, you're going to be picked up and taken there. So I need to know where you're at. So I'd tell her where I was at. And, um, but June passed and nothing happened that she had been promising this entire time. So what's the point of this? And I've let it go. I mean, I've, it's now July 8th and it's been eight days since, um, you know, June has passed and nothing. Um, you know, I, my, the, my conversations with her pre previous to all of that, like I just quit because I didn't believe anything anymore, but I was still holding on to hope and this belief that something was going to happen. And, um, and it didn't. So the message here, I guess, is that look, God has called us all to do something and, and God will provide for your journey. What you've, what you've been called to do God will equip you and, 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 and he will provide everything that you need to go where he wants you to go. It ha things happen faster when you're in obedience, but he will always provide. He will always provide. My, the, my Bible reading today was talking about, you know, how he provides for the birds. They don't worry about what they're going to eat and where they're going to sleep and all that stuff. Like neither should we. We're way more important than stupid birds. But the devil only has to distract you. The devil only has to distract you. The devil doesn't have to break your legs. He doesn't have to give you cancer. He doesn't have to give you anything except distract you. And he can distract you with promises of good things. He can promise you with good opportunities that are legitimate good opportunities. He can... Um, like he can use good things to knock you off your course, the course that God has called you to be on. Other people will come into your life in your journey and on your path to your destiny. Other people will show up. People will provide, people will donate. People will, um, provide you opportunities or they'll give you the equipment they'll you know they'll give you the resources but god doesn't confuse there's no spirit of confusion with god that's the devil that's the enemy god isn't going to lie to you god is not going to mock you god is not going to tease you your dreams and visions are god showing you what's possible not Distracting you. The enemy distracts. The lesson for me here was one, I don't need to believe that someone's going to come into my life and write the check to pay these people back. If it happens, great. But in the process, it's not going to be testing, teasing, lying, misleading, deception. It's not going to be any of that. It's all going to be straightforward. The blessing will be the blessing. There's no carrot chasing. Will you work for what God's called you to do? Oh, yeah. And awesome work it is. 
but in that will not be confusion. Only God is a God of clarity. God is a God of promises that are kept. It's not the confusion, not to any of that. So I learned a lot from that. One, knowing that everything God's called me to do and those beliefs that I have of being able to provide a home for family and um, um, and the promises of what he wants to do with Live Mono Worldwide and the promises of gratitude and, you know, what he wants to do with gratitude unfiltered. Those are all real. But I get to work for it and I get to stay focused on the work that he's called me to do to enjoy the process, to enjoy the journey, to prove that I'm going to be a good steward with the increase of blessings along the way. Because when you show that you're a good steward, you are blessed with more. Show you can handle the little things and you'll be given bigger things. Do I want to say who it is? You know the name? No, I don't need to say the name. Some of you have already figured it out because she's not shown up in the show anymore and you guys interacted with her. You know who it is. But, um, you know, what's the advice? Do I have advice? I mean, got, look, one, it's, it's kind of funny that I got set, like I was, a, I was catfished again. God, I mean, she had her kids. I think they were kids call me and like leave voice messages. But God, I want people to be careful. Um, and maybe, maybe the message, I don't know what the, why am I even, I don't even know why I'm talking about this, except for the fact that it worried, like, we can want something so bad. And it's easy for us to fall prey to, you know, our own hope, our own faith. But this woman is dangerous because she's taking people of faith because I've seen the other people she's sharing their content and, and, and promoting them and making all of these promises. Like even in the chat, like there was promises of like, yeah, can't wait to, to hook them up. Can't wait to, to write that check or can't wait to bless them. Can't wait for this. Can't like the, the it was always in the messages. She was doing it in front of everybody. So it was like, of course I fell for it. But it's not, it's not cool. It's not, and I, just be careful. And, 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 and God, look, and oh, here's the other part too. I've done this when Jessica and I have gotten fights and I fight with everybody and I just might, I, I I conflict personality-wise with a lot of people. It's part of my mental uniqueness. But I've always, I always pray, like, God, remove anyone that does not belong in my life. Jessica always stayed, and we got closer. This, I would ask to be removed, but then my own hope would kind of pull it back in. Because it's like I wanted it to be real. I wanted it to be right. Because the idea of being able to pay my mom back all of that money or being able to provide for the church, being able to do for any of that meant something to me. Meant something to me. And I wanted to believe. But it was it was taken out. I love it when people come in here. But I am using public space to broadcast. So that happens. So anyway, the point is this. If God's called you to do something, he's going to equip you with everything you need. Like everything you need, you will be equipped for. So there's no reason to, there's no reason to fear. But when people are, 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 are prom making promises to you that don't feel right, It's okay to have faith and it's okay to believe God for big things and for supernatural wisdom. And it's okay to believe that God will provide in supernatural ways because he will. 
but be very, very careful about letting something distract you from what you're called to do. Don't stop your own momentum on purpose because you think you're done. You'll know when you're done. Stay focused on what you're called to do and not let anything distract you. Everything that's supposed to be there, if you have that tunnel vision and you're focused on Christ, the tunnel vision and you're focused, God will provide. You will not do without. So, it was catfished. It's embarrassing. It sucks. But you know what? Since I got focused again and I refocused and just said, well, God is going to equip me with everything I need. God has provided. So, I don't know if that made any sense. Felt like I should talk about it. I don't know if it was boring or not. I don't know. But I talked about it, got it out of the way, and I hope that none of you fall victim to it. Um, and again, I did it to myself. Like I'm not a victim here. It just sucks. But my faith was used against me because I allowed it, because I got distracted. I thought that I was going to get the easy way out. I've been fighting and grinding for years. And doing things increasingly more and more and more the way God wants me to do them. But this distraction was a setback. And I'm glad that I experienced it. But one thing that Jessica told me, she was, Josh, Joshua, you're going to earn all of that on your own. You're not going to need somebody to make a bunch of promises to you or, you know, to, to, like if somebody's going to provide, they're going to provide it for you, but you're going to do it on your own. All of these things that you want, all of these, these desires of your heart, God will provide for you, but you're going to earn it. It's not going to come from a, a, a hand me, a, a handout. So if you're believing God for something big and it's in your heart, and you know, and, and it's in line with what you're called to do, God's going to equip you with everything you need. There's no promises of riches or any of that stuff. Although all that sounded nice, there's no promises of that. Or at least the kind of way that most people look at riches. But to me, I'm rich now. I have what my heart desired desired multiple things I've been blessed with so much especially since Jessica's come in my life there's been all of these amazing blessings and things that have come together and two amazing amazing kids that have come in my life that draw me pictures love have peace, have joy, that's rich. Do I want to be able to provide a family home and all that? Yeah, for sure. Do I believe God for a world tour? Yes. Do I believe, and, and the world tour is also about serving and it's about helping the other ministries and nonprofits from around the world. Yeah, I believe that God's going to provide all that. It would be amazing if, you know, it will be amazing when we start getting donations for people that believe in what we're doing and want to help with that. Yeah, that's awesome. And God will provide those things. But God's not going to come into your life or bring people into your life that cause you or distract you from what you're called to do unless if you allow it. That's why we always have to have our eyes fixated on Jesus so that we're guided appropriately. So we have the Holy Spirit showing us how we're supposed to show up and, you know, and, 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 and the work that we're to do and allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us along the way. But God will use this and I believe God has used this to help one, strengthen my faith and belief and knowing that he's got me 
no one else. He's got me. And also, it's another lesson I get to learn. Again, this is not even the second time I've been catfished. I've been catfished multiple times. Those other times are a little bit more embarrassing, a little bit more sinister, and a little bit more uh, sketchy. But I've talked about all that. Anyway, that's that. I'm done. Thank you. So thank you to I am Conchita Cosmetics uh, and also LiveManaUtoya.com, our CBD company. Uh, you can go to L-I-V-E-M-A-N-A-U-T-O-Y-A.com to check out a full range of CBD products that are absolutely amazing. Um, again, the Delta 8 is terrific. Uh, the Brain Boost, which is in the CBD Plus section. The Beard Oil, which I shaved my beard today, but the Beard Oil is terrific. Skincare is amazing. The vitamin C, the good to glow, um, the eye serum, all terrific, terrific products. They should have one product called Baby's Butt because it makes your skin so smooth, it feels like a baby's butt. Anyway, or what I think a baby's butt feels like, which is probably really soft. Anyway, thank you for being here today. I hope that was somewhat digestible. I hope it was somewhat made sense. And if it didn't, I'll try again tomorrow. God bless.